All right, fellas, how you doing? Um, I just want to my uh, vocal exercises. I'm going to try something new. It's very important to do those, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. So this is my, my vocal warm up. Sing once again with me, a strange duet, my power over you, grows stronger yet. Does, is that helping? Do you feel warmed up? It, uh, it, yeah, actually, I got a bunch of blood flowing. I'm feeling great. I had this idea written down. And to, um, though you turn from me. <laughs> oh, okay. Hello, I'm Brady Birkenmeyer. And I'm Brent Wilkinson. And I'm Gary Berg. And this podcast is completely unsolicited. Hey, everybody, we are back. Thanks so much for listening to our first episode. We've also got uh, a episode zero out right now, uh, which is just us kind of goofing around. We got 65 downloads. Never intended to to release episode zero, too. That was no. a drunk nightmare. Yes, it <laughs> definitely was. You kind of went David Hasselhoff that night. It did. Yeah. It jumped many aquatic sea animals. <laughs> but we've got 65 downloads. Cannot thank you guys enough. Unbelievable thank numbers on our end. We were not expecting that. We do have an email. You can email us at completelyunsolicited at gmail.com uh, for any questions or, uh, well, whatever. Whatever you want to do. Whatever uh, you want to do. Tell us. Send um, nudes. <laughs> Unless you don't like, definitely nudes, please. Um, whatever. That's how you can get a hold of us. The only thing that I was thinking, I was thinking about this the other day. What religion do you guys think Indiana Jones is? Catholic. Branch Davidian. Like, you know, you, know, you can't be like, okay. So in the first movie, in the first movie, he's got to be like, Marion, we're Jewish now. Like I saw a real the Jewish god Yahweh shot out of a out of a fucking clothes hamper and melted Nazis, Marion. I saw it with my own two eyes. Yahweh is real. We need to be worshiping Yahweh. It was a fucking sweet clothes hamper, though. I know it was a sick ass like gold ass clothes hamper. But then the second movie, and he's got to be like fucking Hinduism is real. This Kali Ma, Marion. That's my for some reason. That's my. Yeah, they're doing supernatural shit, so that's indicative of... That it's real. If they're, they're performing supernatural things and getting results, it's real, so you would think they'd be like, oh, well, I was wrong about yeah. the arc. But now, now so it must be this. These guys, maybe he believes in all of them. That's the thing. Okay, so that's... So, yeah, obviously, then in the third one, you get to see the, the cup of Christ heal his father from a bullet wound like just totally yeah, he's like a multi-theist makes yeah so that's the thing is the Indiana was supernumerary world, was the word supernumerary. supernumerary right are all gods real in the indiana jones universe there's not one reigning god there's just wasn't that crystal skulls like mayan or something too yep there's that too maybe i don't remember that one real well i just remember shia labeouf ruined it uh, <laughs> swinging with those monkeys in a tree and he was like hey monkey the lady with the russian accent is the bad guy monkeys were like don't worry about it shia labeouf we completely understand you <laughs> and so the monkeys all jumped on the bad guy 
Because the monkeys knew what was going on so far in the movie. They've been watching. I've never put any thought into that whatsoever, Brady. I've yeah. just, I just try to uh, consume and enjoy my, my movies saying. and my series that I... It'd just I, be a I lot of like sleepless nights if you're Indiana Jones and you just like wake up like... What the fuck That guy, he pulled a heart out of that man and he kept He's, walking around. He was still like, alive. I don't know. Just makes, me, just makes you think. All right. This is my favorite part of the show. The beginning part of the show where Brent gives us... His dick news. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this song. I'm so excited to get sued for this song. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, let's uh, listen to some dick news. It's a rare condition in this day and age to read it in dick news on a page. <laughs> You're welcome. God damn it. You're going to keep doing this, right? Like we can't ever have We can't ever have the we can't ever use one twice. Is that you is that you singing too? Yeah, I got I got all like, number 69. You're doing like that. a bluesy ass like is the name. It's really close. That's really good. Oh, thank you. That's fucking so good. My, Dick news. Uh, my face hurts. It's uh, just in. Botched ritual circumcisions lead to world's first penile transplant. They all claim that they did the first dick transplant, which is. I would claim it too. I mean, yeah, I would. I would be constantly claiming it. If I did one, I'd be like, nobody's ever done this before. The dick community is notoriously bad communicators. It's like, it's like fishermen, like how you can never trust a fisherman. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can also never trust a penile surgeon. Because for the same reason, he'll be like, the one that got away was this big. Oh, but I'm somebody needs to dictate who was the first one to do it. <laughs> oh, and now we're doing puns. Now puns. there's puns. Oh, that's so fun. This just in, beginning with ritual circumcision for a teenager in South Africa from the Hosa tribe, and it ended with oh. the world's first penile transplant completed in December and disclosed last week. Oh, shit. So there are other religions that, where you cut your dick then? Oh, yeah. See, yeah I didn't know like, that. Uh, countries that have been like conquered by white people yeah. usually have carry on those, you know, Catholic things or whatever. Oh, is that what this no, is? I, I, yeah, this I don't expression? think that this is something that they came up with the same thing at the same time. They've just been oppressed. Okay. And so for some reason, that religion is not like the uh, bow and arrow. No. You know, we invented that all across the world at basically the same time. Without talking to each other. Oh, bow nice. and arrow. And the only people who didn't are the were the native Australians who invented the boomerang. That's fun. Yeah, it's like a catapult trebuchet situation. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Whatever works. So what's the story exactly? These guys are getting infected from uh, no, these. It's it's worse. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, this is really sad. I actually didn't really want to do it. Well, dick news is sometimes not pretty. On their 18th birthday, they circumcised these kids. Oh, it's it, too old. It's too old. And so they're saying that 250 people a year have their dicks and completely amputated because of infection, just completely botched. They just like accidentally just cut it all off and they it's like, oh. yeah, that's bad. Take, take the rest of it. Oh. And so there's right these, at 18. Oops. 18, yeah. And so there's all these young men running around um, with no dicks going through, you know, dickless, the puberty thing of 18 without having these outputs for their sexuality or whatever. So it's really actually oh, super sad. And so probably going yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. 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 Like aggression and insanity and stuff. Cause when you're a kid, oh yeah, that's all you want to do. You just don't know what to do. <laughs> you thumb in the hole. Like you're loading a bowl. <laughs> mm. um so this kid the the one in that got the dick transplant he was 21 when he finally got it That's so good. he had been three years sans dick mm -hmm. it's more than you want 
they said that it was going to take uh, like six months for this to be potentially healed. But just five weeks later, the patient informed the doctor that not only was he achieving erections, but he also had engaged in intercourse. Like he, he's five nice. weeks in, like, let's get this going, girl. Uh, that's, yeah. that's how that works. <laughs> and uh, they were really they were really shocked that it went on so much. They were worried about tearing and blood clots and, and all sorts of things. Ah. with. Um, putting uh, that makes me feel weird. Yeah, in my pants. Just say mm-hmm. that. I mean, Ugh. you go through it, man. If you want a dick, I, question again: Where did they get the dick? Yeah, <laughs> some oh, dead no. guy. Yes, I, yeah, I guess yeah. So. Hopefully, hopefully um, so, it's a dead guy. Hopefully it was a dead porn star. Oh yeah. yeah, it says that Nelson Mandela went through this. He was part of that. Um, Nelson Mandela got a new dick. No, but he went. Through or he the was ritual. dickless. Uh, so he's n- uh. no, he's not dickless. He went through the ritual, but it went well for him comparably. Well enough. He said he went through yeah. it as a teen, and later described the resulting pain as akin to fire shooting through my veins. Yeah. Um, in some cases, pain is only part yeah. of the problem. Traditional circumcisions can go awry. Complications include sepsis, mutilation. It's all mutilation. Gangrene and excessive bleeding. Mm -hmm. So often the only remedy is amputation. And what happens to the young man, according to Stellenbosch University, experts estimate that each year at least 250 penises are amputated in South Africa as a result of botched circumcisions. 250 dicks a year. No one is trying to end the ritual. It's part of their culture, is what um, Dr. Dimitri Erasmus says. Cultures are so stupid. I was thinking about this recently. Like just the idea that basically what culture is, is that my grandma grew up thinking a thing was important. So now I think it's super fucking important. And that's just the way the human brain works, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we come up with all of these like just ridiculous ideas and traditions and rules and limitations to your behavior that that, like doesn't make any sense in like a modern world, but like made super sense when my grandma was a little girl because she thought it was important. Now I have to think it's important. It's just embedded into my brain. It's before science. Everything is magic. Yeah. I mean, you're just trying to make sense of the world, I guess. So you're like, if we cut our dicks, then it makes the sky father happy. And then he doesn't send the volcanoes or, you know, right. Mm -hmm. Like that's the idea. That's the whole thing. Yeah. There's a comet. So something terrible is about to happen. Right. That's where where the word disaster comes from. Dia, God and a star star. It's a God star. It's where the word disaster came from. Yeah. That's a fascinating tidbit. I like that. Fun fact. (laughs) Um, They're doing humanitarian work. there, just like basically trying to teach them cleanliness and like, hey, we do that stuff, too. But you have a wooden mallet. You're (laughs) pulling the foreskin Mm. taut with a rope. And then putting a, a scythe on their dick and smacking it with a mallet, basically. And they're like, there's a better, oh, there's a better way to do this. Um, and then, and obviously, just, we could just. Stop I could probably it. think of a better way to do that. <laughs> Tradition. There's not a uh, lot of worse ways. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Jesus, pull it taut with a rope, and then just kind of just do a slap. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's all I, I guess I have. They're trying to help these cats out, and uh, but it does happen. 250 kids a year have to have their dicks amputated because That's so when they were 18, a man took them behind a shed. It was like, well, Jim, you're a man now. <laughs> you no! Show, it? <laughs> show us <Yeah>. your cock. <laughs> I want to be a boy forever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see your wiener. Well, fortunately, there's a high probability that you will because you might lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, then I have a, uh, a dick news, I guess. Um, so maybe it's basically. Do you want to play the song uh, again? No, I don't. <laughs> but um, yes. I want it. I want it pl- yeah, I kind of want to playing. Are we going to make a greatest hits, hits dick album? Greatest, <laughs> <Yeah>. greatest dicks. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Greatest dicks. Oh, man. Album. That's actually genius. Uh, case study. 
Tattoo leaves man semi-erect for life. Hmm. Um, I'm listening. See that the, sounds good. See, the man waited three months to seek medical attention and initially lied to doctors about what had happened. And this is from an article February of 2021. He got his dick tattooed? This is like a little bit too much. As a 21-year-old Iranian man, he decided to honor his girlfriend by getting a tattoo on his penis. Oh, she must feel so honored. Proving that romance is alive and well. The man (laughs) willingly paid real money. See, this is too much editorializing for this. (laughs) I should be doing the editorializing. You should just be telling me the news, but whatever. Paid real money to have the words, uh, I can't pronounce this it's a persian phrase meaning good luck with your journeys and then he put the girl weird thing to get tattooed (laughs) it's a weird one i always have you ever thought about it what would be what are you what would you get tattooed on your dick i have a myriad of sexually transmitted diseases so good luck to (laughs) you i always thought i'd get like the first few paragraphs of the intro to star wars it's like it is a time of it's their time is their room big dick joke good lord what are you packing brady that's a big dick joke all right so he wrote good luck with your journeys after after having this babe but then he etched in a little m apparently which is part of her initials so that made it about her that's one of those hard ones that when you break up you have to like change the meaning or something for the oh, next no girl. it's not <laughs> an m it's a w, w for wanda yeah, yeah. for wanda exactly <laughs> it's hard um, to explain that it's old and faded it looks like 15 years old <laughs> like that green yeah like the old like, military events that have green tattoos yeah i just i just got that for you sweetheart i got a few of those crappy tattoos also yeah, yeah, yeah. are they on your dick though <laughs> i know no, i know on your dick two people for sure <laughs> with dick tattoos really I know a fellow who's got a thunderbolt down his dick. And so I think it's a ride the lightning joke. I know that fella. I know that fella too. (laughs) I've seen it. It's terrifying. I have not seen it. I don't want to go. Like, I know him too. That guy could hang himself with that thing. And uh, I also know a guy who has a smiley face tattooed on the head of his dick. Okay. That would be weird. Well, if it gets cold enough, it's a frowny face. I feel <laughs> like it's a good, like little symbols are, would be fine, I suppose. But like one, words. I just get the nacelles of the original Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 14 whatever, seventeen oh two, whatever the thing is. What, yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't watch the Star Treks. Um, in a way, the tattoo needle went awry. Uh, caused deep tissue bleeding that resulted in eight days of pain, left the man's member in a permanent state of semi-erection known as propriopism. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. that's how if you if uh, uh, EMTs go to there's a two spots in your back, two vertebrae that you break that will give you a priapism. And so if EMTs see someone laying on the street that was in a car wreck that has a boner, they know not to move them because their back is broken. That's fascinating. That's Mm -hmm. good information. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I saw a thing about JFK and how we knew after the first bullet that he was totally fucked because of the way that his hands articulate. Yep. But like his his hands went up into his chin, sort of. And it was like, ah, that's the thing that means the other thing. The same EMT I learned that from. uh, I learned that, too, that they can tell where uh the soft tissue damage in the brain is by the way that a dead body is articulated with hands in or hands out. They can tell um, Whoa. where the damage is. Yeah. Fun little human That's tricks. Interesting. It's a constant erection. Uh, doesn't go down after sex self-simulation or anything like that. People at the 
Mayo Clinic says it usually affects men 30 years of age or older. Well, this seems odd because it happened because of a tattoo, but apparently you could just regular get it. Papriopism, that is. The patient in this case waited three months to seek medical attention initially. And oh, and, and initially lied to doctors about how it had gone down. Again, there's too much... You see a haggard ass tattoo on a dude's dick who's having dick problems. You're like, nah, it's not the tattoo. What do you have? It's got nothing to do with it. I'm pretty sure it has something (laughs) to do with that horrible tattoo that you have. (laughs) No, no, no. By the way, buddy, that lied to me. Like, good luck with your journey. Good luck with your journey. Uh, a tradition. It was a traditional tattooist thing. It wasn't like a tattoo gun. It was like that um, that kind of thing where you get the sharp stick and then you get the, the swatting stick with the on other top stick. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that right. They were doing that to his dick. I always wanted one of those. Um, yeah. Anyway, I guess <laughs> that's the, the whole story. He just. Oh, they uh, they gave him an option. They gave him an option of being like, well, yeah, we can fix this, but it might ruin your dick forever. And he was like, I'm good. That doesn't sound like it's that's how you fix something. If it ruins a week, yeah. we're going to fix it, but it's going to never work again. That's not that's how fucking antidepressants work, dude. Like, hey, this might be great or a lot worse. Good luck. Um, good luck on your journey. Good luck, luck on, on your journey. journey. Here's another one. Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina scented candle explodes into flames, causing an inferno in a woman's living room. Have you guys heard of Goop? Are you yes. aware of I'm what aware Gwyneth of Paltrow the, is out there the doing? The egg thing. And yeah. What? What's it? Okay, good. I'm, glad, I'm so glad yes. somebody didn't know because it's the craziest thing to ever e- explain to anyone. Goop? <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow has a website called Goop where she thinks she's a health guru. And she sells shit to rich white ladies that doesn't make any sense and is all basically pseudoscience nonsense. But you get like a special egg from her that you put up your vagina and then you hold it up there all day. And that's that's good for some reason. Like centers your chakra or something. Yeah, exactly. Is it made out of a rock? It's got to be of some sort. It's a jade egg. Is it a bath made out of jade? (laughs) Shoving a bath bomb up there? Yeah, basically. Oh, man. You can get those weird ones that like shoot out like uh, rainbow colors and then that's coming out of your vagina. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be a fun day? It's just like an Alka-Seltzer yeah. tablet. Of- <laughs> exactly. The things I'd do if I had a vagina. The, the things you would do if you had a vagina is just stick different stuff up there and see what happens. That's oh boy. I mean, we'd all do it. <laughs> Uh, Paltrow came out the other day. Uh, it might have been a long time ago, but I, I first saw it the other day. It was like her morning routine. And she was like, what I like to do is I like to get a 16 ounce glass of alkaline water with just a spritz of lemon in it. Then it's not alkaline water anymore. You dummy. <laughs> I don't know you what just alkaline water is. Non-acidic water. Measurably. Oh, oh, pH gotcha. measured non-acidic water. And then she puts acid oh, in just it. Put <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing that <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this one thing, but it doesn't matter because somebody is selling that to her and they're making money because she's an idiot. Well, she's making anyway, money. for no particular reason. That's that's the extent of this basically whole story is a uh, 50 centimeter flame left out of this vagina. The candle exploded. Yeah, it's a UK thing, a so they don't use they don't use God's language. 50 right. centimeters. You tell me, math whiz. One foot, uh, seven and 11 sixteenths inches. Okay. So a foot, a foot and a half flame shot out of that thing. Shot out of a <laughs> vagina candle. So, you know, that's a whole, that's too, too hot to touch. It was a blazing inferno. Cut a bunch of other shit on fire. And oh, and the goop people were like, we are investigating this to make sure that she didn't do anything that didn't follow the safety 
instructions, such as trimming the wick and not burning <laughs> it for more than two hours. Are those safety instructions for candles? Because if so, no one is using candles right now. <laughs> it seems like if the flame shot out, they're just trying to find some legal ground to not get sued. Yeah. For burning yeah, this lady's definitely. Like, well, maybe you used the candle wrong. <laughs> yeah. Which, how to, again, a candle is you light the candle and then you walk away from the candle. But anyway. Intently watch it the entire time. That's how you relax. Is you stare at this candle to make yes, sure exactly. That's get out of control it. and shoot yeah. a foot and a half flame up your wall. <laughs> Florida man nicknamed Fudge nice. jailed after beating up mom, calling her for bail money. So, first of all, I know it's an audio medium. I just have to show you guys, though, what Fudge looks like because Jesus Christ, he looks like oh, he looks like oh. Fudge. He looks yeah. like, <laughs> the name suits him very well. Vanilla fudge. He looks like somebody in Beetlejuice or something like he does not look like a real person. No. He looks like the personification of like a guy who died from gluttony. He looks um, like perhaps he gained the nickname Fudge because he is often seen eating large quantities of it. That would be I bet my people guess. also yes. call him Puddin. So Scott Robert Kirster, 45, also known as Scotty Fudge. Uh, he's behind bars after he was, I guess, okay, uh, this is the part I didn't really understand. He's taken a, an Uber to the grocery store. Story had to involve food in some way. Basically, the whole bit of it is he got real mad. And boy, I do not want to see this guy mad. He's got like one lazy eye too, like, ah, and he beat the rat shit out of his mom. Oh, no. And then they put him away in jail and gave him a thousand dollar bail number, however you say that. And, and also a court ordered no contact between Fudge and his mother. Did say her so name? then uh, I'm not you seeing like her dumpling. name. That would be great. <laughs> dumpling and Fudge. Dumpling She's probably fudge. not much better off. That sounds like a like a 90s Nickelodeon show, like the untimely adventures of Dumplin' and Fudge. Dumplin' and Fudge. It is, it's cute. So Fudge stayed in jail after beating up his mom, but he only spent one night in jail and then couldn't take it anymore. So he called his mom to see if she'd post the bail, which got him in more trouble. And now he's got to be in jail for longer. So anyway, that's the story of Fudge. Good luck on your journey, Fudge. Good luck on your journey. Good luck on your journey. <laughs> Brent, what do you want to do next? <laughs> so we're going to have ourselves a good old fashioned haiku off. And because all three of us are biased, we can't tell the winner. So you need to email us at completely unsolicited at gmail.com. Oh, tell man. us which one is the best. Oh, crap. I mean, I know it's going to be me, but I whatever. thought we were judging ourselves. It's definitely mine. Mine's the best one. Mine is not. I'm sure <laughs> yours are fine. They're definitely better than the traditional ones. So, oh, you're going to tell us like the history or whatever, right? Yeah, it's very short. Yeah, hell uh, yeah. No, I'm into it. No, to tell me. So tell haiku, me. as we all learned in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese poetic form that consists of three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, and five syllables. Matsuo Bashu, which I'm, I'm assuming I'm butchering that, and I apologize. Good job to even trying to take it. It was the most influential haiku artist who popularized the form in the 17th century. So they've been around a long time. This was like 90s hip hop back then. This was like the Def the Jam. Fucking, this was the shit. This yeah. was like how you got your fucking voice out there, man, was... Five syllables, seven syllables, then five more syllables. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was, a, lot of, just... a lot of miles put on that dick, all <laughs> thanks to Haiku. So uh, also there's a dude named Kobayashi Isa and uh, Kobayashi and uh, Masoka Shiki are very, very popular Haiku artists. 
Um, I think they all suck ass. This is the most popular haiku called The Old Pond by Matsubashi. What right do you have? Why are you? Yeah, the, indeed, indeed. Why are you? The, it's subjective for sure. Yeah, the authority here. I'm not at all. I just think that they suck. So this is the most popular by the dude who made the format. Okay. He invented it. It's called The Old Pond. Oh, I, I got I to gotta set the mood. I can't. Oh, good. Thank God. Have a you song. Have more music. <laughs> Do you just make all this music? You just sit in your house and like play jaunty jazz piano to yourself and... I do not. Uh, no, this, okay. is, this is like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just um, like imagining you. Royalty-free music that yeah, I... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, the Old Pond. Like imagine you. By Matsuo Basha. <clears throat> An old silent pond. A frog jumps into the pond. Splash. Silence again. I told you it was fucking bad. That's an objectively oh. bad haiku. Yeah, that's just a thing that happened. There's no I'm not like, really going to feel dumb about saying mine now. There's no like flowery imagery. No, Gary, it's going to be better than that. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> okay, so again, uh, Kobayashi Isa. This one I actually kind of like. It has a little bit of imagery in it. A world of dew. A world of dew. And within every dew drop, a world of struggle. I thought that that was kind of fun. Oh, it's like uh, Horton Here's a Who kind of kind of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, so Brady, would you like to start with your haiku before I fucking trash your haiku with my awesome haiku? Do I have to go first? I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous. I'm Mick Jagger. My haikus are better. <laughs> Mick Jagger. Um, my haiku, it doesn't have a title. Should I name it? You don't have to. No, Un untitled. This is, it's just, yeah, it's like, it's like in fancy calligraphy, the word untitled. A T-Rex is mad. His hands are too short for him to fondle his balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I actually like that quite a bit. <laughs> I, I, have, I, have, I have two haikus that I wrote, so I'm going to read one and then we'll go to Gary's and then I'll read okay. my other one, which is a little unfair because I have two entries. You're making up the rules. We don't care. This is your game. Word. Once again, email us at completelyunsolicited at gmail.com for your entry. Let us know your winners. Send us a haiku, man. This one is called Commune by Brent Wilkinson. Hippies in the hall. Patchouli. <laughs> wide open ass. Soap is not your foe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this? It's my favorite. That's, <laughs> that the, that's pretty good. What I've heard so far. That's really good. <laughs> so now I gotta go. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the evocative. It's the uh, evocative uh, imagery. I can Folks. smell that haiku. Exactly. It's my turn. Okay, Gary, now you go. Gary. Uh, I'm really actually nervous about this. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. These are just be... very hard. I feel like writing song yeah. lyrics is easy because you could just uh, up upbeat things really quick or like, you know, maneuver things to be able to fit words in places. But this is syllables. Like, you can't get away from that. Like, you're yeah, just yeah. stuck. That's the whole, like, that's the thing. So, okay. So, anyways. We're going to be judging you pretty harshly if that helps. <laughs> okay, good. Me want a cookie. Cookie Monster is my name. Give me a glass of milk. It was that's adorable. Actually, that's actually fucking great. It, it told a story. <laughs> It's got a theme. It's got a message. I, I also wrote one about your cat, Brett. Oh, give me the cat. Okay, well, let me read okay. one, and then you read, then you read the cat one. Then okay. I'll read your cat haiku. This one is titled Porta Shitter. <laughs> <laughs> Cold seat, my meat hangs. Cursed splash, a kiss of blue death. Ever ruined anus. 
<laughs> oh, that sucks. I hate that a lot. How many, how many more do you have, Brett? <laughs> That's it for the ones I've written. Uh, I've got a little okay. bit more to speak about haikus. It's pretty fucking fun. If you get that blue stuff on you, do you have AIDS? Is that AIDS? <laughs> Well, I so. so I have AIDS said because yeah. that has gotten on. That happened to you. That was a yeah. true story. That haiku Tell me true this. Story. Uh, it's when uh, they first changed the porta potties out is the most deadly because the, the poop has the longest to drop before it gets there. What you want to do is you want to time <laughs> no, it right so that you have the Quit. appropriate amount of doo doo built no. up so that your poop Don't doesn't splash. So it's just sticking out of the water. No. Um, you can also lay a lot of toilet paper down and give it a landing pad. Yeah, you can do the landing <laughs> pad. Give That's also the, a technique. Give it the toilet paper. <laughs> what I like to do is I put my hand underneath my anus and I cradle it down <laughs> into, the, into the water. Yeah. Uh, goodbye, yeah. little poop. Good luck on your journey. <laughs> good, good luck, luck on, on your, your journey. journey. <laughs> That's the name of this episode, by the way, is good luck on your journey. So, Carrie, you have one about my cat. I want to hear the cat. Hi, oh, yeah. It's not good, but I just wrote it. You know, I was just practicing. You guys so. were just having fun with haikus. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, this was nerve-wracking to me. Like, this, I really had a hard time. <laughs> but, um, so, Clover is a cat. Not all Clovers are a cat. Clover poops in box. Again, That's again very... better than the fucking old pond. <laughs> On theme, yeah. So the other thing I looked at when I was like kind of looking through haikus, obviously we try to be, you know, entertaining or silly on the show. I found a accidental haiku Twitter bot. Yes. This accidental haiku Twitter bot scans Twitter and finds accidental haikus. That's the best use of anyone's time. It is. So here's a couple of them that I thought were really fun. If you hear me fart while running on a treadmill, mind your own business. (laughs) Someone's tweet that they were just putting out there to the world and they did not realize that they were practicing an ancient Japanese art form. It's beautiful. They're better if they're unintentional. Next one. That was too easy. You probably have a giant butt plug up your ass. Also a haiku. <laughs> Very nice. It's good. Again, evocative. Uh, y'all out here telling me to do the WAP dance like I don't got asthma. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's really beautiful. These ones the Twitter bot actually picked up, but they're not technically haikus. They don't fit, but it was on the same site. And there's a couple that are really good. Sex robots are here because that valley needs to be uncanny. <laughs> I like it's pretty good. Uh, is there only one kind of haiku, or do they have like advanced haikus? Or- no, I thought there was there's another kind where it was three four three. Can we learn oh, that? They make it even two? harder. This is my all time <laughs> favorite one, and it doesn't fit the scheme, but it, the Twitter bot still picked it up. <laughs> this is so silly. Boris, the Soviet love hammer, having sex <laughs> on top of pizza, screaming like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. I want to have sex on top of pizza. That's like the best thing I can imagine, I think. I don't even like pizza. Oh, like if I get like a make-a-wish thing. You don't like pizza? Wait, is that just something you just said with your mouth? Oh, what yeah. What do you mean? I'm not a big pizza fan. I don't think you need to. I don't think it needs to be a make-a-wish. You can just buy a pizza and fuck on it. No, it'd be better if it was a make-a-wish. I would choose like a cheese wheel or something. I want to be taking resources away from dying kids. (laughs) I want to do it on a calzone because I'm fancy. Mm, That is fancy. That would be. I I want to see the toppings squish out the side. I had something that I did quite a bit of research on. Yeah. This is like a Brent deep dive where you tell us about stuff. Yeah. I think that we should do this. 
Um, and yeah, it's, I'm it's into my it. goddamn soapbox. I'll talk about whatever I want. On it. This is your baby, baby. Okay, so this is an object that was found at the bottom of the sea called the Baltic Sea Anomaly. And it's worth looking up because there is definitely pictures of it. They've dove down to it. It's been as well documented as you can because it's extremely hard to get to. On June 19th of 2011, Swedish wreck divers Peter Lindberg and Dennis Osberg discovered something extraordinary on the seabed of the Baltic Sea. On a routine expedition in a sinking ship returning to port, their side scan sonar detected what could be one of the greatest discoveries of the 21st century. Say again, the uh, year or whatever, when did this happen? June 19th, 2011. This was the first time that it was seen. Yeah, they, their ship was okay. literally sinking. The captain was drunk. They just have, they call it the fish. It's a side scan sonar. It's like a buoy that goes out the back and just maps the seafloor like really two-dimensionally and crudely. But oh. you can see like the outline of a hole of a ship or something that just looks strange. And since they're sailing anyways, they, they have no reason not to have it on because they're mapping things and looking for shit at the bottom of the ocean. That's crazy looking. And that's why it hit the news so much is because it looks like the Millennium yeah. Falcon. Now, Peter and Dennis are part of the Ocean X team, a group of salvagers and wreck divers out of Sweden that comb the Baltic Sea for sunken treasure. There's an estimated 100,000 shipwrecks at the bottom of the Baltic. Why are there so many shipwrecks? So the Baltic is surrounded by nine different countries. Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Estonia... Uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Germany, Russia, and then Norway at the outlet. And then Belarus is right there too. So back in the day, the Baltic Sea was just a sea of boats trading shit back and forth between nine countries. That makes sense. 10 or 11 countries. So inherently you get a lot of uh, sinking. You would. And because those, there's so many fucking countries there that they all were like, well, this is my water. They were just like, uh, no, it's all international water. Mm. So Peter and Dennis have had like some pretty successful salvages. Um, most notably, they found 100-year-old bottles of champagne. that They, they auctioned them off at Christie's for 2,200 pounds a bottle, which like in today's money, it's like 23 grand a bottle. So they just found cases and cases of champagne, 100-year champagne. They auctioned wow. at the Christie auction house. And they made a tremendous amount of money. But can you drink it? Yeah. I bet it'd still give me a heartburn. No. Really? Been cold and dark at the bottom of the Baltic. Been like perfectly wow. preserved the best way you could fucking preserve it. It's great. And so, you know, 23 grand a bottle, but the operating costs for the boats that they are doing are like 23 grand. Like it's almost the same. So it costs them a bottle of that champagne a day to operate these boats. They're going out to this oh, yeah. anomaly that they've found completely confused on what it is. They, they basically went bankrupt trying to get to this object. And because there's, there's, there's nine countries in a very, very small outlet very little seawater actually comes up into the Baltic and all the runoff from those Scandinavian countries and Northeastern European countries fills the ocean with fresh water. So it's, it, they call it brackish. Like it's very low salinity and it's perfect water for preserving boats. And notably, is this, is this that alkaline water that you taught, taught me what it was uh, earlier? Yeah. No, that, uh, okay. Uh, goop girls <laughs> drinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, the Vasa needs to be mentioned because there is a museum in Sweden. You had me Google this. Where there was a boat that was discovered called the Vasa. And it was one of the most preserved boats that they've ever found. They said 88% preserved. Yeah. And it was a Swedish warship. I'm looking at it. It's bomb. The 1600s. It's amazing condition, like very ornately carved. You can still see just everything on it. It's like a boat that you'd use on a movie set, Mm -hmm. but it's a real thing that actually came out of the water. So it was built between 1626 and 1628. Uh, They found it in the 1950s and they salvaged it in 61. Yeah, there's one of the most visited 
tourist attractions in Sweden is going and seeing this gigantic uh, warship, please look it up online. V-A-S-A, the Vasa. It's odd to think that people in the 1600s were making things like that. Like the craftsmanship is unreal. Well, our brains were always the same. Like we just didn't have, you know, uh, hydraulics, but like we still thought. Ignorant, not dumb. Exactly. Exactly. Our brains were the same. We just, the technology was, I want to make this thing and I'm going to push the envelope and figure out the technology to do it or whatever. That's why, yeah, the whole ancient aliens when it comes to the pyramids always pisses me off because it's like, no, 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 no. Aliens didn't do that. Slaves did. That's all you need. Slaves. Unlimited slavery will get tremendous amounts of disposable labor. Anyway, so you're telling us about this anomaly. So it's 180 feet wide. It's circular. It has Holy a shit. thousand foot skid mark behind it that actually bifurcates a mountain. So if you look at the, the sonar, it's it's there's a, a hill that has been cut in half with the slide mark of this object that has landed, That's landed awesome. or, or whatever. So there are 90 degree angles on the object, a circle, like a circular pattern with a complete frame, a box around it on the top of it. It is. Yeah, it's the Millennium Falcon. It, it looks, looks like the Millennium Falcon. It looks pretty like much exactly with some stairs. It's extremely bizarre. It's even got that like offshoot thing because the Millennium Falcon kind of looks like a cheeseburger with like a with like a toothpick and an mm. olive. <laughs> You're making me hungry. Like it's mm. like got that. It's got like got the toothpick <laughs> and the olive off to the side. Yeah, it's it's a very familiar shape. So it's it's a, about 300 feet down, and it's a tremendous ways to dive down because you have to come up so slowly because you'll get the bends. Divers have gone down and they have like 15 minutes to fart around on this <laughs> 180 foot diameter dome. It's like 27 feet tall. It's just this big dome. And then when they wipe it, it looks like burnt plastic underneath it. Oh, they've actually got people that have gone down to it. They've had people down it. So a cat went down there who's done 6,000 dives. What was a cat doing down there? (laughs) Not a cat. (laughs) 6,000 dives. That's amazing. Coming at (laughs) you. He's done 6,000 dives and he went down there and they're like, he brought up samples and shit too that they took to a geologist. And they're like, what is it? And the guy goes, I've never seen anything like that in my fucking life. I cannot tell you yeah. what that is. So there's three theories so on what this thing is. A man-made extraterrestrial or natural phenomenon are the three <laughs> theories. It has to be one of those things. Yes, it does. Those are literally all of the things. <laughs> yes. Is either. If it was man-made, yeah. it would be the oldest man-made civilization known. 40,000 years from the last major ice age when that land was habitable and not the Baltic Sea, which right. is huge. That would be like uh, Lovecraftian shit. A lot of his shit has to do with there was an ancient human civilization that, oh, yeah. yeah, come you know, Atlantis and, and things like that are all stemmed sort of from those ideas. I think the oldest European thing we have right now is uh, Gobekli Tepe, which is they think it's like uh, twelve to thirteen thousand years old. So this is old. So if it's extraterrestrial, that is, is. if this is a, oh, a this downed is. ship of some sort, uh, that's obviously has its you know obvious implications, and that's huge. Um, if it's natural, it is extremely unique, and uh, it's going to be highly sought after for study. Um, it might be a one of a kind natural process that happened that we don't know what it is, but there's ninety degree angles all over it. Usually, don't happen in nature. Ninety degree. Angles are extremely rare in nature. That is for sure. The southern tip of Japan, too. There's like the Yanaguni formation. It's like those steps. Looks like paved roads. Oh, I've never stepped pyramids. Okay. Nope. I'll take your word for it. Yanaguni. Y-O-N-A-G-U-N-I. Yanaguni. Um, And it's underwater. They discovered it in the 80s. And it's just like, it looks like quarry marks all over these structures that are not that far underwater, actually. I think it was like, you know, 30 or 40 feet into the ocean. They think was, you know, the oceans weren't Mm -hmm. as deep. Oh, yeah, those are crazy Mm -hmm. looking. 
It's worth looking up. There's all sorts of weird shit all around the world that we don't know anything about. So they keep going down. I love shows like that. They keep going down to this object in the Baltic. The ROV keeps dying. They lose power. But, you know, they they think it's weird. The compasses spin. But the Baltic supposedly is like the most irradiated sea in the world because on the other side of like Belarus, Ukraine is there. And the Chernobyl disaster washed all that shit down into this. Oh, sure. And also electricity and water yeah, don't mix very well. It so, I mean, it's it's reasonable to assume what? that just... What about what? electrolytes? <laughs> it's got electrolytes. <laughs> That's what plants crave. <laughs> no, but anyways, I just wanted uh, to talk about that a little bit. People can do their own comment. It is very I think it's fascinating. So, the one thing that I have that I do want to say about this is they don't get EU grants or government grants. They're still trying to do this. They have another, more expeditions running they were actually met with nato warships to like the governments are interested in this too because it's so interesting and unique but if you would like to help the ocean x team mm-hmm. um, they do sell merch and you can donate money to them uh at the ocean and they have an instagram account it is at ocean x team and please look into them and if you feel the need they need money to keep exploring this thing or else it's just going to get thrown to the, the the wayside of history and it's very it's very interesting fucking uh underwater <laughs> scares the rat shit out of me does anybody else Absolutely. get that i think like, it's more just sharks in i have underwater. <laughs> i don't like that yeah it's not not even that like the sharks is obviously a very terrifying part of it but it's just the open i think i think there's a word mm-hmm. for it there's like a phobia oh, yeah, that just i open have space um of just open ass yeah. ocean, and there's just you just don't know murky water. You have no idea. So, you're the, so the Baltic, I don't like it. This goes back to this too. The Baltic, it's you can only see like two feet in front of your face for three months a year. So they're literally ah. going down there blind. So mm-hmm. like, there's only a time mm-hmm. when you can kind of see yeah. two. Oh, that's insane. That's a good job. For that's blind awfully people. scary. Are there blind divers? <laughs> Are there blind divers? <laughs> they should send them down there because they. I feel like. <laughs> If you're a blind diver, <laughs> send us an email. I think it's interesting and fascinating. We got a job for you. Fantastic. <laughs> I had fun today, you guys. I think we're just going to end the show. I think we had a total blast. Once again, you can email us at completelyunsolicited at gmail.com. Please hit the subscribe button on your podcatcher. You know, we're having fun doing this. Maybe you're having fun listening to it. So if those things are uh, serendipitous or working together, Let's keep it going. So, uh, I've been Brady Birkemeyer. I'm Brent Wilkinson. And I'm Gary Bird. Good luck on your journey. And this Good podcast, luck on your this journey. This was <laughs> completely unsolicited. <laughs>